ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the show. Well, okay, so not children. Children should not be listening to this show. So if you're a child and you're listening to this, just, man, turn it off. Turn it off. You don't need it. Uh, what's up, everybody? It's your boy. It's Al on Mike. Um, for this episode, it actually kind of got cut short um, due to connection issues. So uh, be on the lookout for the uh, part two or whatever. Um, but uh, I got on a call with a good friend of mine from way back. I mean, we go way back like Cadillacs. He's my homegirl, Raina. And um, as some of you may know, I, I've, I've been through a divorce and went through custody battle and stuff and whatnot. And, you know, we're coming out towards the end of it now. And, uh, Things are looking up for me, and I, I really just, um, I've learned a lot going through the family court system um, in this divorce and this custody stuff, and it's it's turned into a bit of a thing, man. And so Raina also has uh, some something along the same lines, so we, we actually had something common to talk about that's very hard-hitting and impactful. So um, this episode, I have a special guest, obviously, my, my good friend Raina. And we're going to be talking about some heavy-hitting stuff. It's not going to be your normal Retro Outlaws podcast, which should be coming back soon. Rhett, the Threat and I actually recorded one tonight, but uh, Craig fucked up, so it didn't actually record. So we're like, oh, well, practice run. Starting next week, though, we should be back on track with uh, some Rhett the Threat content. And uh, soon I'm going to get Raina back on. But uh, anyway, check it out. Have you listen? It's a little short, but uh, it's it's very it's important. So without further ado, la cuckoo cuckoo, motherfuckers. Boom. So now, and is so, and is it true that if you say a curse word, it drops you? No, not on here. No, this is my personal server. Uh, okay. and like I I think you can, you can set you can probably set like parental controls on servers and shit because kids use Discord like. See, that's what I figured, because when I was talking to my friend about it, I was like, no, nah, man, you know, my boy Mike does his stuff, and he records off, and he's like, no, nah, it's no good, because, you know, the content we talk about, and it, it'll drop you if you say this, and I was like, I don't think so, man, because I know the shit Mikey and I be talking about, like, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's just, the only problem I have with this ever is, uh, the only problem I ever have with using the uh, Discord and Craig bot is that, um, and, I, and I think it's only just because when we do it, at least one person is on their phone, right? Okay. Um, and, and for some reason, it's like the audio on coming from your end gets like, like you'll hear it in the podcast. It'll like get like distorted Make a, a little difference bit. on it. Yeah, like, and it's not honestly. I don't think it's that bad because it's just. Well, it's no, but like, I mean, is it is it is it better if I do it off of my uh, if I do it off of like Chromebook or whatever? I have no idea. The only time I, I don't think I've ever interviewed anybody like this over on the computer. Like I've been on my computer, but I'm on my phone now. So I think it's just the connection um, issue. It's like not a connection issue. Like I got a good connection. I'm sure, you have a good connection, but I don't. I don't know. Like I've never been able to fix it. But at the same time, gotcha. It's not like anybody's fucking paying me to do this, you know. It's not like I got a million yeah. fucking. Views. It's not like I got a hundred fucking views. Like, legitimately, this podcast is the least popular podcast in the world. I guarantee it. But I don't care. I like doing it. That's so, all that matters, man. That's right. So, anyways, um, we're recording, and so the part, the whole, the whole gimmick. Okay, and I use the word gimmick a lot. It's a carny word. It's a fucking wrestling term. Um, but basically, the whole gimmick behind the podcast is that it's uncut. Like I'm not gonna fucking edit this shit. Nothing's getting cut. So whatever you say is getting like literally. Literally, I'm going to like take a uh, chop up the chop up like the beginning and the end where it's like a little bit of dead air, and that's it. It's gonna be just fucking raw, real. It's retro outlaws uncut. There, there are no edits. There's no fucking none of it because I used to do that. That's the to, best way. I used to edit the fuck out of my podcast. I mean, I used to take out all the little bleeps and bloops and dead airs and the and then you know if my podcasting partner or whoever I'm interviewing said something that they decided later that they didn't want to edit, I'd edit it out. And like, man, it took so much fucking time because I would record an hour's worth of content, right? Uh-huh. And then I'd sit for three fucking hours editing it. 
you know, sorry, I work full time. I got, you know, I got kids. Like, I don't have time for that shit. And especially now. Yeah, you don't. I'm like, fuck that. So, when we revived this podcast, me and Rhett, I was like, look, bro, I ain't editing shit. So, you want to go talk about TCB over there, you're going to have to fucking keep your mouth shut because I'm all posted. I don't give a fuck. It's retro out. Uncut. Uncut, uncensored, raw, real, like... I'm talking to real people, man. Like, I don't give a fuck if I'm talking to a celebrity. I'm still talking to real fucking people. You know what I'm saying? Speaking of, do you know who MC Chris is? MC Chris? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You ever heard the name MC, MC Chris? Um, I don't um, think so, man. We grew up at the same time. So, I'm sure you've watched Aqua Teen Hunger for it. Sure. You never watched you never watched Adult Swim back in the day? Who? What? Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Alright, do you remember the episode of Aqua Teen Hunger Force where Meatwise listens to this fucking rapper called MCP Pants? He's rapping by Candy. Yeah. Bubble Taffy. That's MC Chris. That dude worked on that show for a fuck ton. Like Back in the day, they used to have this fucking video before it was even YouTube where somebody took a, a Star Wars game and put it to one of MC Chris's songs called Fez Vet. Like, that's what, like, that was before Aqua Team. Like, I've, been, I've been a fan of this dude's shit for fucking ever, right? Like, he's got some bomb-ass songs. And I just randomly hit, him, I randomly hit him up on Facebook one day, and I was like, hey, man, look, I know you're going through rough shit, I'm going through rough shit, and I know you normally charge people for this sort of thing, and you ain't gonna get no kind of fucking listens on it, but you know, I'm a fucking fan. I'm a podcaster. I'd love to fucking have you on my podcast and just bullshit with you. And he was like, hit me up in March when I'm promoting my album. And I'm like, holy fucking shit. I'm gonna have so we'll see what happens. That'd be pretty cool. My buddy Rhett. Oh, Dude, that would be awesome. My podcasting partner Rhett was actually on uh, Stone Coast Steve Austin podcast. Like what? Check you out, man. Literally, he told he told Stone Cold to fuck off because he was uh he was at work one day and his phone rang and it was a random number and he hit the fuck you button on a few times and then finally he answered it and uh it was Stone Cold Steve Austin he thought it was his buddy quit fucking with him and he was like come on man quit fucking with me and Stone Cold was like what the fuck who the fuck you think you talking to it was fucking hilarious but he fucking bullshit with Stone Cold about the fucking industry and she like I'm like god damn that was right before uh me and him first started podcasting because we started podcasting because i went to a um he had a he used to own a commercial building and he called me up one day and me and him weren't really friends he was actually best friends with braxton that's how i knew him from just through braxton and uh, he calls me up and asks me if I want to do some electric work on the building. I'm like, hell yeah, I'll come do some electric work on your building. I need some extra money. Why not? So I go over there and we get the bullshit. We start talking about podcasts because we both like to listen to podcasts. And I was like, well, shit, I want to start podcast one day. And he was like, hell, me too. So I get down with my phone, pull out the voice recorder, and say, here we go, let's record a podcast. Fuck it, I'll figure out the rest later. Right. So, like, that's what, that's what we did, man. Like, we would fucking send voice recording clips to each other throughout the day. Call it, I called it pod tag, and I would like throw that in the middle of our little fucking episodes in the very beginning. We ended up becoming really good friends, and we we uh, ended up hunting a lot together. And um, when we first did the first fucking retro outlaws podcast, we recorded in his camper at fucking Sherman Wildlife Management area for like three hours, and it was like goddamn, this is way too long. So like after that, we we kind of cut it, we kind of cut it at like an hour. Mm-hmm. It was, like. You know, we're not fucking popular. I'm not Joe Rogan. I'm not Kevin Smith, man. Nobody's going to listen to my bullshit for three hours. <laughs> I don't, even have a I don't know. I, I would, dude. I would, but I guess that's why we, we peoples. <laughs> I don't even have a theme song on this shit no more, man. I need to put that shit back together. Fuck. <laughs> but no, we did this uh, uh, retro podcast. Probably did about five or six. Um, at the same time, he was invited to join us. This wrestling faction. He's a pro wrestler, like local independent pro wrestler. Like you've probably seen 
flyers and shit all over my Facebook for Pro Wrestling 225 or GSW or whatever. And uh, he got invited. It was actually quite ironic that this happened. He got invited to join this pro wrestling faction called the Cajun Outlaws. Now, the name Retro Outlaws is actually comes from Rhett and I because Rhett's old name, his, his old wrestling name is Retro. And um, I have adopted the Outlaw moniker that my father held. My father's nickname was Outlaw back in the day. He was in a band in the 90s in Homa called the L.A. Outlaws. And uh, after he died, I just kind of picked it up, you know? So it was like retro. That's you know, retro Outlaws, like that was us. So after a little bit of him um, being with the Cajun Outlaws, we kind of merged the two. And it became the Cajun Outlaws podcast. And we interviewed wrestlers. We interviewed fucking just anybody, man. Like, we, we, I was able to do it to where I consistently had an episode a week for a good little while, man. Like, we would go, and you could hear in the episode, uh, he had ended up putting a fucking wrestling ring in his building. And you could hear the wrestlers practicing, like, in the fucking audio, because we were in the building and it wasn't a studio or anything like that. It was kind of hilarious. Like, Anyways, what's up with you, man? Man, it was just... Y'all went Mardi Gras today or what? When you know, we were supposed to. Um, I, you know, like, you know me, I'm not big on parties and stuff. I really didn't want to go. But I was like, okay, cool, we'll do it for the kids, you know, because, you know, they, they really wanted to go do stuff. So we're going to go out to the coast today. But um, they decided they were going to behave themselves and give me all kind of crap and be respectful, so we didn't go anywhere. <laughs> oh, man. Something like that happened to me today, too, because I was going to let the girl shave my head on TikTok Live, and, like, literally, I had everything set up. I, I got my phone out of my van and stuck it on the table and shit, and set up the chairs and got the clippers ready, and, like, they was standing in the chair behind the chair I was sitting in fighting. I was like, no, I ain't, we ain't gonna, we about to do this. We ain't got the fuck out of me. And, and fucking Man, you are a robot and so bad right now. You start off. See, that's what I'm talking about. Like that right there. Um, let me see. I'm on Wi-Fi. Let me get off the Wi-Fi. That makes a difference. That robot, and I was trying to think of a way to describe it. That's the sound that I was talking about. So I don't know if. See, Craig's probably catching me as a robot and, and you as... Because you're roboting a little bit. Really? See, and that's the kind of crap that happens on Clapper when we're talking. Wait, like, that's that's what you hear on from my side on Clapper? No, I'm sometimes, but it's sometimes, you know, I'm just talking about in general, like, on there. Like, a lot of times whenever someone's talking or something, it'll just, like, I don't, you know, start hitting the robot or hitting the echo and... <laughs> Yeah, like, the other night, I was, Friday night when I was in there, and it was echoing real bad, because I was in my truck, and it was like, it was shitty, because y'all could actually hear me, but y'all were echoing with each other off the fucking speakers in my truck on the Bluetooth. Yeah. Well, lately, it's been messing up a lot. I think it's, I think, <laughs> it's been having some uh, liberal slip-ups, so to speak. As far as, like, when, when we're sitting talking shit, you know, and no one has anything that's really important to say, you know, of, or of any substance, you know, it's clear. There's no problem. And then out of nowhere, when you start talking about something that's important, oh, then, of course, you know, then people can't hear one another. Then it's, like, slipping up. It's robot. And... <laughs> I, wonder how, I wonder how quickly Clapper is growing because it could just be that Clapper doesn't have the servers to handle it. And what's happening is, is that at those times when it's getting fucked up like that, is there's just so many people doing it all at once that their their shit's fucking bogging down. Hmm. Interesting question there. Because, like, I don't know. Thinking about it, I I don't I don't really know. See, I don't. I quit fucking paying attention to the um. What do you call it? The uh. Fucking god damn it, my brain doesn't work anymore, man. This shit sucks. Um <laughs> You're no, not I the only you're... one. It's okay, you're not even the only one, so 
so see I, and I think I know why it's fucked up because I was misdiagnosed in like 2000 fucking whatever 18 17 as depressed my wife literally me and my wife had the same doctor right we go to the doctor together and the wife says tells the doctor oh no I tell the doctor I was like oh my wife says I'm depressed and the doctor says okay take this doesn't ask any more fucking questions he just fuck, fucking well no it was actually no it was a different doctor first time I told the doctor I told her I was like hey man my wife says I'm depressed and she's like all right I'll write you a prescription and she gave me um fucking Cymbalta right she put me on this fucking Cymbalta shit and this shit had me feeling like I was walking around in a fucking cartoon all the time legitimately that's like it wasn't even like being high it was literally nothing felt real and like at first she was like look it's gonna be weird at first but take it you know after a month should've should've you know even out and it never fucking did I took that shit for like six months and so finally I went back and I was like look man this shit ain't working I feel like walking around a fucking cartoon and I don't like it and so I took it off of that and she put me on fucking Zoloft was it Zoloft? I don't know she put me on something else and the second thing didn't do anything it didn't make me feel better it didn't make me feel worse it didn't do anything except make my dick not work and I'm like no I can't have it I can't have it uh uh no fuck that I'll be depressed and uh so at this time I switch doctors and I go to his other doctor and this one that's when he puts me on the fucking Zoloft and the Zoloft made me manic as fuck legitimately I would be up and down all the fucking time I would be up and ambitious as fuck and can't fucking stop me and then I would be fucking down in the dumps like dude fucking just drain the fuck out and, yeah and then he switched me over to another one called Trentelix and he's like this is like the the, you know, this is the LeBron James of the antidepressant world, blah, 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 blah. It's so new that your insurance company's not going to cover it. Here, I'll give you six months of free samples. And I'm like, God damn, all right. And it was back to the not really, no, you know, no change, nothing, you know, nothing at all. At all, at all. Like, I, I don't even, it, it didn't really... It didn't really like have any side effects like the the other one did, but it was like, um, Prozac. That's what it was. Fucking, it just didn't work. And then, except for whenever I decided to wean myself off of it, because I ran out and he quit practicing, and then I fucking got manic as shit again on the way out. And then this was right around the same time that all that bullshit went down with my ex-wife, and like I'm already fucking just fucked in the head. You know, because my whole fucking life ended. And then at the same time, the fucking shit with Amanda began. And it was like fucking just a roller coaster. But at, ever since, it, it, this lasted like two years, right? This whole ordeal with these fucking antidepressants. And then like, when I finally came out of that fog, like, man, my brain doesn't work anymore the way it used to. I'm not. I used to be fucking quick with it, man. My fucking shit was fucking on point. Now I, I can't think of words. Like, there's a word I've been trying to think of for like five days now that I cannot think of. Like, I'm not, I'm going to go buy a fucking dictionary. Because I know what letters. I thought I was there. the only one that went through this. Like, I really did. I, 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 I haven't talked to too many other people who go through these exact feelings on that. But I can completely identify with you. It's, it's like very frustrating. It, like, rewires your brain, man. Like, and before I was put on them, like, I heard people talk shit about SSRIs. Like, like people would, people were able to fix their mental health issues by eating vegan better than the fucking SSRIs. What? Yeah, like, because the thing about it, the thing about the, the food you eat is that it creates chemical reactions in your body just like the fucking um the medicine does so like if you mix um oh man what was it there's a guy his name is dr michael gregor he's got a fucking book called how not to die right and it's about it's about how you can change your health by what you eat and he's literally been able to reverse type 2 diabetes uh heart disease like shit like that by the right combination of the right plant base. 
like if you mix cumin and turmeric and and it does this fucking chemical reaction and becomes something else while you're cooking it and then when you eat it it your body processes it and in that process it it releases these other fucking chemicals i don't even i can't i can't even describe it well enough to help anybody understand like legitimately it's worth looking up like look up dr michael gregor on fucking youtube and like the dude makes sense like he just starts he's it's from a scientific standpoint and not a a hipster standpoint Uh but i i um i had to eat uh vegetarian i didn't go vegan um for about a year after I, ha- I had my gallbladder removed. Ever since I got my gallbladder removed, like, if I ate meat that was, like, farmed meat, like chicken, beef, and pork, it would make my fucking stomach hurt so bad. But if I ate, like, deer or elk, it didn't. And I kind of figured out that it was the fat content, because the farm meat got a lot of fat in it, the wild meat doesn't. And so I kind of, I, I just backed off of meat and started eating more uh, vegetarian shit and replacing the protein with plant-based protein and shit and it made me feel better and you know, now my body is used to not having the fucking gallbladder and I, I really don't eat like I used to. I used to fucking eat my feelings. So it's like I can eat meat now but I really just I don't know like it's weird because just that difference the meat versus the plant-based and how I felt. Did I lose him? No, no, no. Sorry, I'm trying. To, I was trying to stay quiet while I'm sitting here getting my sunray. Trying to lay him back down. Falling asleep with him. I ain't gonna lie. I fell asleep in the bed watching uh, Wally. With I had I had Harley and Ivy. On like Harley was laying on me. My arm was on Ivy. The dog was laying between my legs, and Zoe was on the right of me. Hold my hand, and I was like, fuck out. <laughs> Just chill. That's pretty funny. What's that? A, a what, baby? I don't know. Go show me. Show me. Show me. Go point to it. I don't know what you're talking about, buddy. Yeah, okay, well, show me. <laughs> You're welcome. Go down. He's like, oh, hell no. You ain't getting me with that. Harley Quinn, my middle daughter, um, knows who she's named after, right? Yeah. She got a Harley Quinn Barbie doll. She got a Harley Quinn backpack. Like, she knows. And she absolutely... Towards the end of the summer, I bought some fucking hair dye, right? So I'm just, I bought like teal and pink for Harley. I bought regular red for Zoe because to school, and like bought purple for me. I dyed my beard purple at the time, and um, we did the fucking Harley Quinn hair on her, and I used a little splats, whatever the semi permanent shit, right? And so it washed out over time, and she's been begging me and begging me and begging me to fucking do her hair again. So I did it today, and now Zoe wants me to do her hair again because I did I did red streaks in her hair, and like the red didn't come out. Like her her hair still has red streaks in it. And I'm like I don't understand how Zoe still has red streaks in her hair, and Harley's washed out, but Zoe also has darker hair. I don't know, but yeah, like she just freaking loves it. It's hilarious. Come here. Come here, Manny. Lay down. Come on, room picky. Come lay down. Uh, yeah, I was, I was talking to somebody. I don't know. I was talking to somebody earlier. I'm like, yeah. I'm legit a total girl dad. Like, it's all dance parties and fucking hair dye and fingernail polish and fucking. Unicorns and rainbows over here all the time, and I'm like, hell yeah, let's get it. 
Yes, indeed, man. And so much craziness has been happening like lately. I'm, I'm just, I'm not lose you overwhelmed, you know. I know, I know that feeling. Tell me about it. Tell me all about it. I mean, so uh, my biggest, my biggest thing right now that I'm going through, like my, my biggest affliction, so to speak. Um, so you know a little bit. I think about how uh, my oldest daughter, you know, when her father and I separated, I. I had her to myself, um, kept her, took care of her, did everything for her, you know, didn't, I didn't ask her for child support, I don't want none of that, did not, I was doing good, I was making great money, I just wanted my kid, and I brought her to see him every day, like, while I was working, I'd bring her over to his house, and I would pay for all the diapers while she was there, all the food, everything, everything she needed, you know, never asking for nothing, now this motherfucker turned around, and told the people in the court, um, supposedly that I was no longer living at, the, or that I was living at the old address that I was at before Katrina had hit, you know. So he sent them to a place where they couldn't get a signature. You know, they didn't get a signature for them to say that they served me with papers. But yet they had a signature to show that I supposedly knew about a court date that they had and just didn't come. Oh, he took my strange. fucking kid from me, dude. Like, after three years of me doing everything for her myself. So it, it, from that moment on, it became a huge battle and there's so much in between it, you know, which I'm sure like on separate podcasts, but on the, you know, the, the nature of the conversation, you know, a lot of this is going to come out, but to put on this one, just, you know, kind of shorten someone up on it is it's been years of um, him non-compliantly. I pay child support and everything. So uh, he, he does not keep contact with me. He doesn't allow her to keep contact with me, even though we have joint custody. He constantly moves houses, changes uh, phone numbers. I mean, he's done everything he can to keep us away. And on top of that, he's told her all kinds of seriously uh, thick shit. Like, I mean, he tried to tell her that I, um, I used to, he had really bad seizures. And I used to take care of him constantly. He told our daughter that I tried to kill him off the seizure medicine. Like, what the fuck? Who, who says that kind of shit? Why would you want to say something like that and try to fuck with your kid's head? I don't understand it, you know? Man, that's so things like that is just disgusting. So I've spent a fucking year. Every time I find my child, so to speak, he takes off and changes everything. And then I spend the next couple of years looking for her again. So I was looking for her <laughs> again because I hadn't seen her in a couple of years because he keeps changing all her shit and won't let her have nothing. And lo and behold, out of nowhere, I get a snap for my daughter. And so it's like, oh, my God, you know, it's like the hugest blessing for me that I'm talking to her again. But at the same point, it's a huge problem. Finding out the shit that has happened to her in her life, things that he has allowed happen to her in her life. <laughs> I'm, I'm so disgusted and I'm so angry. I've just, I've been beside myself. I've been so beside myself, to be honest. And knowing that I went through the same battle with the same court system that's constantly failed us over and over, she'll be 16 in July, right? 16 in July. And yet, I, I can't believe how much more we still have to go, and we've gotten nowhere within the court system as far as uh, having these matters handled. All because, it, you know, they're all friends. They're all paid off. So it's say, like, you... you know, I, I get nowhere with this shit, and she knows it. So through the years, I mean, yeah, she's spoken out against them and said the things that, you know, we know about, but no one wants to take her seriously. And she's like, Mom, I can't, I'm, I'm tired of it. She's like, you know, I'll go and I'll say something and, and believe that these people are going to help me like they say they would, you know, like they're supposed to. And then they just tell my dad everything and don't do anything to help me, and I'm thrown right back in it with him, and he's more pissed off because she done told on him, you know, about his life, and now she's in a worse position. So it's like, you know, now she's to the point where even at 16 years old, he's got her scared to death to speak out against him and the bullshit he's put her through. Now, let me tell you, and just this is a brief thing, the biggest thing that I have right now that I'm up in arms about, and I'm seriously, I feel like castrating a motherfucker over, my daughter has been raped raped four 
separate times for different people, for different situations. Four. You hear that? Four. And she'll only be 16 in July. Oh my. Dude. What the I'm Mike. I'm, I'm fucking. I'm, I don't know what to do. I'm over. I'm over in every in every way. I'm so disgusted and I'm so hurt. I'm so hurt, my poor baby. Like I'm, I can't. I can never take that back. Her life will never fucking be the same ever. Nope. Doesn't matter what. Nope. Legitimately, that shit follows you. Like just. I well, I mean, you could see it in the fact that I mean, not to say anything. Not is not judging because you know I'm like I'm not. Not bad against anybody in any way, but the fact that my 15-year-old daughter is telling me that she is polyamorous and that she identifies as he and him, and she wants to be called not Adia but Antonio, which oddly enough is the name of the guy I left her dad for. <laughs> um, yeah, and she wants to have a sex change later, so. My ex-girlfriend's daughter is 15 and no longer goes by her birth name, Rosalind, and prefers they, them. It's honestly, hearing you tell me that same thing, I'm like, man, let's like, I don't, I don't know if it's. I don't feel like it's like, I don't feel like at that age, I mean, because I know some of us, yeah, some of us did. Some of us did have that that recollection that at this point, this is what we want, and we knew it, you know, and I get that. I do know that some of us do, but to have this generation where, I'm sorry, if we all know it's true, first it was, you know, black's the new cool, then it's orange is the new cool, you know, like people in jail, and now it's the gays that are the new cool. They're making it fads. That's exactly what it is. It's like a fad. It's like, a, man, there's so many instances that I'm seeing in just my experiences in the last year of, uh, you know, high school kids that are, you know, going by different names but hiding it from their parents. And, oh, well, you know, their real name is this, so you know, make sure, don't call them this, that, you know, in front of their parents, because their parents don't know, and their parents aren't accepting, blah, 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 and, you know, I'm I'm accepting as fuck, you know, you are who you are, I'm not gonna fucking shame you for it, but at the same time, I'm like, look, that shit's a phase, and uh, they gonna be a she again before senior year, guarantee it, but not, not my, not my ex's daughter, but, you know, some other people that have been around but like it's like you can tell the ones that are legit and you can tell the ones that are not legit and right the fuck part is is the ones that are not legit are playing games with the ones that are legit and fucking with these kids heads like and it's kids it's high school man we we went through the same shit but with different context like legitimately yeah. and you can't you can tell your kids all day long you can tell them you can try to teach them. You can try to get them to understand that you know because you've been through it. But at the same time, sometimes, probably most of the fucking time, especially whenever you're dealing with a teenager, you got to let them make those mistakes, man. You got to let them get hurt so they understand. And it sucks. It's terrible to fucking watch them cry and fucking be down in the dumps and fucking just hating the world because they feel like no one understands. But... In all actuality, the people that are there for them and closest to them do actually understand, and it's it's heartbreaking. Yeah. It really, is. It, it it is it's fucking killer because I mean, you know, as a parent, you're watching, you know, of course, that what parent doesn't want the best for their child, you know, and you're you're watching your child struggle socially, um, trying to express themselves in a way that others heard or his age aren't going to be they're very condemning children are very condemning you know or they're just they're mean <laughs> we know this <laughs> so it's like yes, for them to have to go through that and try to find their own way and constantly being dogged by all the students around them it's just i mean it's fucking heartbreaking 
That's all I could say. And now, and even my eight-year-old, you know, I'm like, my eight-year-old, heaven forbid, she's talking to me about, she, she breaks down and she has these emotional outbursts that she never had in her life. She never, ever had them, except for when she just returned back to public school. She started the shit. And she blows up on me all the time and has these emotional outbursts. But, I mean, I I was trying for the longest time. Hand it to me. I was trying for the longest time to uh, get her to open up and talk to me. And I couldn't get her to. She was just shooting out. She was just like, I know, you just don't get it. I'm like, baby, no, I don't because you won't explain it. I need you to talk to me about it. Trust me. Talk to me about it. I'm not here to judge you. I'm here to help you. So she sat down. She actually opened up to me about some of the stuff. And, you know, besides the bullying and the problems, it's just like, she's like, I don't have any friends. And I'm like, what do you mean you don't have any friends? Like, you know, there's got to be somebody you talk to. She's like, well, no, because I'll be talking to my friends and having fun, and then my friends will leave me for other friends. And I said, well, how about you, you know, go and meet those other friends, too? Maybe they're good friends. And she's like, no, I just don't. Like, she, she just, she knows it, like, there's a social awkwardness to her. I hate to say it that way, but that's what I went through my whole life. You know, and if you don't learn how to grasp it or work with it in a proper way, it can have very damaging effects as to how your future outcome goes. Now, going back to what she told me, she sat and told me this, Mikey, man, this girl had tears in her eyes and she's screaming about how she would just, she just wants to commit suicide. She's so unhappy and she feels that everyone's so much against her. She just doesn't want to be around them and I'm like, I... I mean, my fucking heart felt like it left my chest hearing this. And I'm just like, you know, I here I am doing everything I possibly can to keep, you know, my children happy, make sure they have everything, you know, that they want, need, you know, that they're just, fuck, you know, what do we, what do we not try to do, right? Especially as a single parent, we try even more because we're the only ones that are there for them. So it's like, I, I'm like, damn, what else can I do? Like, I can't spread myself any thinner, and I don't know what else I could do for you or give you that would help you get out of this, you know? like Honestly, just... therapy. I mean, it, it sounds like it sounds so fucking bad, especially if you're already in the family court system, too, because that's they're going to they fucking pounce on that shit. But Oh, yeah, you... and that's another fear. <laughs> I just, I weird, like, I really, really, like, it's in my fucking core documents because I, I see it, and I, I can tell the difference in my children from November 1st, I'm sorry, November 5th, 2020, to January 16th, or 17th, 2021, I didn't, I couldn't see, talk to, approach, contact in any fucking way my children I, I couldn't go within a thousand yards of my house because my ex-wife lied and said i threw an empty paper gift bag in the direction of her and our baby i can't believe they and like what kind of a jackass would sign off on something like that a gift bag i mean besides the fact that i don't think you do shit anyways you're not like that but secondly, I mean, what kind of a judge would even sign off on some shit like that? It's fucked up. But legitimately, the first time I got those girls, I got the older two. She wouldn't let me have the baby. First time I got the, the older two, I was. she told me I couldn't bring them to my house because I was living with another woman. We were just roommates at the time. Like, legit, nothing was going on between me and Amanda until February. So... Fucking legitimately, she. I had to tell her that no. I was going to pick her up from Lafayette and going to my mama's house in Loma. Now, my mama, love her death, her house is not bad, but she ain't got but like, you know, it's a little bitty old trailer. I got a three-bedroom brick house. Nice. And, like, you know, two adults here, like, you, older kids here. Like, it's, it's not like I'm fucking bringing my kids to a shack. And yeah. what, in 10 minutes down the road, from from her house when Zoe was five at the time. When Zoe starts begging me not to bring her back to her mama. Hmm. I said, fuck this. We, went to, we, we came here. And, like, I had to fucking... Zoe wouldn't tell me why. Like, she, she 
she just said just because, just because, just because, you know. And eventually Zoe mm-hmm. was like, oh, well, uh, Mommy and Nan are mean to me, and they slap me. And then I was like, all right, well, you ain't got to go back because there's no paperwork. At that point, whoever has physical custody of the child makes the fucking rules. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I kept her, at the time I was unemployed, I got laid off, I had gotten laid off due to COVID-19 at the end of fucking December, so I was getting unemployment, I wasn't employed, Vir- school, she was in kindergarten, but it was virtual, so I could do all the fucking school shit from the house, like, I was like, man, fuck this shit, she ain't going back to her mama until she gets into some therapy and we find out what the fuck's going on, because I found out, you can't interview a child, you can't question them, because they... They'll, it's weird, like, even therapists, psychologists, it's psychiatrists or whatever, even they don't. Is it because of the fabrication and not knowing what's. They don't know what's real. They, they're they afraid <laughs> to say something because they don't want to hurt somebody. Like, there's so many reasons. That's why they'll do play therapy. And, like, it was explained to me by a psychiatrist because I called. And they were like, there's no, they were like, look, man, there's no custody agreement. There's nothing in place, I can't touch it without both mm-hmm. parents off on it. And then I found out that you have to be careful because not all psychiatrists are willing to work with the court system. And she, to sign off on the girls going to therapy. And I'm like, that just fucking doubles down on what the fuck's always saying. I'm like, why the fuck wouldn't you want her to go to therapy? What, what are you afraid that's going to come out? Yeah. Right. So my brain is fucking just wrapped around this bullshit and come to find out it was, she was lying. Zoe was lying the whole time. She just was afraid that when I brought her back to her mommy's house, that that she wouldn't see me ever again because I'd been Mm -hmm. gone for baby. Harley Quinn has never been the same. Harley Quinn was mine. Oh, she was mine. She was my mini me. And ever since it's just she's she's struggling man she doesn't get enough attention over there over legitimately she cries for me every day over there and like i told i told my ex this just this past week she said you know she told me how harley was struggling and you know asked me if i could keep them for the whole week or whatever because it's mardi gras i'm like dude i can't do that i don't I can't afford childcare because you're taking forty percent of my fucking pay. Jeez. Like, and then right now with my work, I'm late as fuck every day, Monday through Thursday, because I got to make as much money as I can. Because now I got to pay for all the bills here by myself. And so I'm like, I can't. I just can't fucking do that right now. Like, that's the heartbreaking part. Is I couldn't like. If I didn't have to pay her child support, I could absolutely do it. I could afford the child care and the after-hours child care without issue. Yeah. I can take care of my kids by myself with no child support. Well, meanwhile, I changed companies recently, and the state hasn't gotten their shit together to start fucking taking or getting with my boss so he could send the fucking checks. Like, I had to get him to reimburse me the money that he was holding back for child support because he didn't know how to pay it to him. And I can pay it online because uh-huh. if I let it go past the first without making a payment, it's going to, it's going to get over five grand. And after, after you get over five grand in arrears, you get a fucking bench warrant. They take yeah. away your occupation. I can lose I know, my They alarm. do it so quick, actually. And, and what I was told recently is another one. Actually, they have the right that was it hits 2.5 grand. They could do it. Really, because at this is where it gets real fucking, real fucking shady. Dude, I'm the one that wanted the state to take the child support. I'm the one that wanted it. I wanted mm-hmm. them to fucking charge my wages. That way she ain't had no excuse for not paying her fucking bills like she did. I was giving her $500 a week. At the end of the first month I was gone, before the uh, allegations and all that, right? The night that she she tried to say that it was an argument we had, she tried to say, well, you threw something at me. And I was like, what the fuck did I throw at you? 
Like, show me what I threw at you. And she, like, points at an empty paper gift bag. And I was like, are you kidding me? I left. I'm like, I'm not getting hemmed up, man. Like, I watched this shit happen to Braxton. I ain't, it, it's not going to happen to me. And so I was giving her $500 a week. I was like, look, you get, you know, we got all these bills that need to be paid here, you know, 500 a week. And that leaves me with just enough to pay my buddy a couple of hundred bucks to rent a room from him for now. And then uh-huh. shit settles down between you and I, and we can actually fucking talk like adults. We'll figure the rest out. Yeah. Right. For that month, I got a uh, disconnect notice for the fucking power and the cable and the phone and the water because she hadn't paid none of them. So I said, hey, man, it was the day I was supposed to bring her some fucking money, right? I was like, hey, man, look, uh, what time you take lunch? I want you to meet me somewhere. And uh, I had drawn up some paperwork. Basically said the same thing our paperwork says now. She's domiciliary. I pay child support. I can send him Stay, you know, like the whole night. And I was like, look, you can agree to it. We'll sign it in front of the notary. I'll go file it. We'll be good. The state will take it over. And then... I said, but if you don't, I'm going to sign it in front of the notary, and I'm going to go to the courthouse and file it. Cut out again, man. Oh, sorry. I said, uh, I said, you know, if you agree to it, we can sign it in front of the notary, and then I'll go file it. I'll pay the filing fees or whatever, and let the state take it over. And then, but if you don't want to sign it, if you don't want to agree to it, then... I'll just sign it in front of the notary and go to the fucking courthouse and file it myself and let the judge figure it out. Well, she said, well, I'll call you back. And then she left work and ghosted me. So when I figured out she left work, I fucking went to the courthouse and I filed it. Two hours and 17 minutes later, she filed for a temporary protective order against me uh, for throwing an empty paper gift bag in the direction of her and our child, and it was signed immediately. So. Legitimately, like, dude, the license I hold for my job requires such stringent background checks that I have on my record hidden. Like, they had, like, the fire marshal's office had to make me go get a paper from Lafayette Parish Courthouse about it because they couldn't pull what it was. All they knew is that there was something there. I got in trouble when I was 17 years old. I went through pretrial intervention. They dropped the charges after 15 years of not getting another felony. I had to go to the courthouse and get that paper. Like, legitimately, my record is so fucking clean that the state trusts me with people's fucking security systems. And yet she could walk into a courthouse, say some bullshit, and get me taken away from my kids without a fucking lick of evidence. Did I lose you? I think I lost her, folks. Let's see. What can see. Hello? You still there? Did you mute yourself? Hello? Oh, she's gone. So, anyway. The, man, the divorce, the family court system is just so corrupt. It's a $50 billion a year industry. And they literally take away your constitutional right. As you do not get the right to a trial by jury because it's considered civil. In a family court system, the judge's middle name is God. What the judge says goes. There have been three, three Supreme Court decisions on how child custody should be handled and the family court system gets to subvert that under the guise of the best interest of the child. But that best interest of the child is not a standardized, you know, um, qualification. It's how the judge feels. And funny thing about how the judge feels is the judge usually feels like siding with the lawyer who donated the most money to his re-election campaign. Whenever you file for divorce and have money, and your lawyer knows you have money, the first thing that you have to do is declare 
your assets and your debts. And then basically it's, you know, this is how much money I can get from them. Every last penny they own. It's literally a racket. And in the United States, for the, let's just go for the year 2019. In the United States for the year 2019, there were 712,000 divorces. With an average divorce cost of $1,500. I'm sorry, $15,000. That came up to about $30 billion that year. Alone. And this is to our public servants. This is to the people who are elected. This is to the people that are meant to serve the people. It's absolutely ridiculous. And it, my experience with this has literally given me the drive to not only change my, well, I mean, finish school, I'm in college now, to, to finish my bachelor's, but to change my major. I'm actually going to change from electronics engineering to a history major with the intent of pre-law because there needs to be someone, anyone, even if it's me, to get in there and change it from the inside. If I can even do, if I can, if I can keep one parent from being taken from their children over some bullshit like that? Hell, I'll feel accomplished. I sat in a courtroom and saw a guy get taken from his kids for a year. A whole year. Because the woman claimed that he pushed her and put a bruise on her chest. When the guy's turn to talk was, he said, that bruise wasn't for me. She was in a car accident like the day before she claimed I did it couple days before and so the girl had a lawyer he didn't and the lawyer's like the lawyer asked the girl about the car accident and he asked her what side she was sitting on in the car and what side the bruise is on and literally their stories didn't add up because the seatbelt they claim it was a seatbelt bruise the seatbelt would have put a bruise on a different spot but had that gentleman know to ask the right questions he may not have been taken from his children because all he had to do was ask, well, are there any medical reports or photographs proving that the seatbelt put the bruise on that spot? Do you have any kind of records from the, you know, uh, crash as to what side of the car you were sitting in? Did he bring, he could have brought photos of that kind of car and how the seatbelt sits across the person's chest. There was so much he could have done to prevent that. Now, I don't know if the dude was a good guy or not. I don't know if the guy abused his woman or not. But what I do know is he went to court unprepared because he didn't have money to pay for a lawyer. And with the tiniest amount, tiniest amount, there was, I mean, they literally just, they didn't show anything. But the hearing officer took that kid away from him, made him go to fucking, you know, therapy and shit, and said, oh, you know, and basically gave him the whole the whole round. Was like, hey, man, you know, you got to get your shit together, blah, 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 blah. Now, me, I showed up to court that day prepared. I not only showed up with a binder full of evidence, I showed up with a witness to some of the actions that... And in that, the hearing officers um, the hearing officer yelled at her, literally yelled at her in court because she was using our children as The hearing officer literally told her she should be ashamed of herself, and then she, per she perjured herself in front of the judge. Or hearing officer, and it's so ridiculous that she even got away with it. But you know what? At the end of the day, I have my children every weekend. Every weekend I have my 
every time they're out of school. I... In fact, last year I had my kids for more days during the year than she did. She's the domiciliary. Because the funnier part is that before the child support was being taken out of sex, wait till Rena comes back and to describe it, the issue of me having them, it was a fight. Anytime I wanted to see my kids, it was a fight. But boy, as soon as she started getting money, she couldn't get rid of them enough. In fact, right now, this very weekend, I'm bringing them to my mom's house because she didn't want to have them from Mardi Gras because she was, I'm going to Mardi Gras pretty hard. I'm not going to lie. Old party girl ass. So, my kids are just a paycheck to her. Hey, this is a good time to talk about my sponsor. You guys are like me. I live off of drinks and cigarettes. Oh, man. Like, I don't even drink water. You know what fish do in water? I don't know. Kind of gross. So, um, I drink sugar-free energy drinks all day long. And if you buy energy drinks in the store, you know they are super fucking expensive. So, um, um, I was approached by a energy drink supplement company called Dubby. You can find them at dubby.gg, D-U-V-V-Y.gg. Um, they produce this amazing, amazing energy drink mix. It's, uh, got nootropics built into it, and it's made to not give you jitters. It's natural, it's sugar-free, and it tastes legitimately like dude i got i got this yeti cup and i fill it up with ice and i take a water two scoops in a water bottle and pour that shit in my yeti cup and dude i drink on it all day long like like i save so much money because you know what it's cheaper than buying energy drinks and right now if you use the uh code outlaw 10 or outlaws with a z 10 um i check out you can get 10 percent off like a discount on top of the already not expensive price like legitimately it it comes out to cost you less than a dollar a drink like you can't beat that when it comes to energy drink. unless unless you're going like dollar tree well, dollar tree just went up dollar tree is like a dollar fucking 25 tree now so it's like man that's better than buying fucking left foot or not left foot fucking uh rivet so i drink it look i got something walk up right now like i drink the fuck out of this shit like i should buy stock in them um, right now I have Dragon, oh man, what's it called, it's like Dragon, um, Dragonade, it's like Dragon, uh, Fruit Lemonade, it's so fucking good, man, they got new flavors coming out all the time, you can get, you can pick up the, the, the sample pack, it's got a bunch of samples, you can even get a shaker cup, stickers, man, they, they got all, all the cool stuff, the thing about it is that gets me is the nootropics, like, man, it's like having WD-40 for your brain, like we were talking about earlier, with, like, my brain's, like, fucking slow, it's so much better when I'm drinking Dubby because it's like it's like I can think easier, man. I have faster reaction time. You're a gamer like me, like dude. You want to you want to get the one up on people. You want to get some new trophies. And Dubby got it. W Dubby dot G G uh, forward slash. Oh well, I lie. It's not no forward slash bullshit. But no, literally go to www.dubby.gg. Put what you want in the cart and then. Once you have it in the cart and you go to check out, you can pop in my promo code OUTLAWS10 for 10% off. I wonder what happened to her. Well, so I guess we're just going to have to cut this one short. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, not sure what happened. Um, We're going to pick this up. Raina and I have been talking for a while about cutting some podcasts and episodes. And y'all already know. Y'all already know. About right the threat and tying them over down. Like you got you got to you got to rope them, hog time and shit to get them to record a podcast these days. So, um, we'll definitely get back into it. Um, I'm gonna get an episode in with Red the Threat here shortly, but uh, definitely gonna hear more from Rena. And um, it's just so heartbreaking. So heartbreaking to see that. Good people, good parents are just getting hosed left and right. And it's, you know what, my normal spiel of, you know, the family court system hates dad, blah, 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 doesn't apply here. Because she's not a dad, she's a mom. And she's a damn good mom. 
So is it just it's money. It's all it is, it's money. Anyways. Till next time, folks. Don't get going.